Manimal here. It's Monday, December 18th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to go around the league. we got a little bit to talk about. Shinsu Chu is retiring, and we can't help but talk about that. We've also got the all-MLB teams and who made it from the Rangers. We've also got shortstop talk and number eight on that top 15 top moments of the year list. Join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK. You know that the Texas Rangers are your 2023 World Series champions. If you want to hear me talk about how excited I am on social media about that, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTV. That's just one word. Nope, that's not just one word. That's our website that is TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, which is our website. That's all one word. That's all one word. And join- I know my cues. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I've been, I think I said it once today already for our, uh, our exclusive show we did a little earlier. Maybe I'm thrown off a little bit, but there to straighten me out, my co host, the 300 pound animal, AKA Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social? I'm, I'm doing good. We, uh, you know, high school football season's over. Mm. So, and the Bull Man will have to change our focus from high school football to high school basketball. Okay. Um, for those keeping it track at home, I finished eleven and one. Which one did you miss? I missed South Oak Cliff and Port Natchez Grove. Okay. There was, a, there was a late pass interference call that gave Port Natchez Grove a couple of extra chances from down at the goal line, and they were able to uh, cash in and they beat the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears twenty to seventeen. Uh, uh, other than that, though, I was on the money for all of them. Now, was that the was that the state championship game? That was one of twelve state championship games. <laughs> have, you know how it is. They have the A's, one A and two A and three A, and then somehow oh, they split those up into bigger schools and smaller schools, and they play each other, and then. And 6A, they just kind of, whatever the big school is that makes it, that they get in the big schools and the other in the small schools. and um, But uh, the, the big school, 6A, uh, all Dallas teams, Duncanville and DeSoto both win in, uh, in, in the big schools and uh, won quite convincingly. Mm, well. Big shout out to DeSoto for, for uh, getting my Euless Trinity uh, team off the schneid for worst loss in a 6A championship game beating Humble Grove by 60 last night. Ooh, wow. Hmm. Well, they humbled Humble Grove. Um, Humble Creek, I'm sorry, Humble Creek. Whatever, Summer Creek, Summer Grove, whatever. Humble, Humble Summer Creek. That's the, the name of the school. But either way, they were no match for the DeSoto Eagles. They were uh, screaming loud. Mm, mm. Well, 
let's uh, jump into our Around the League. Uh, the Oh, I have to tell everybody oh, about yeah. social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. We should do that before we talk about the league stuff. So, Manimal Bull on on uh, Twitter, Manimal Three Hundred on Instagram, and both Facebook and TikTok. Bull Pro. So, find me on there. Let's uh, let's start talking Rangers baseball together. Let's let's do that. Let's talk some around the league baseball real quick. So the Kansas City Royals are just making move after move right now. They are stacking mid-carters like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> they are. They got, I think they signed Barry uh, Horowitz and... Uh, the Repo Man. Uh, yeah, uh, Barry Dorso and Barry Horowitz to contract. No, um, they signed Michael Walker, Hunter Renfro... That, that, that's a plethora of moves that they've made this uh, off season that to me, I mean, it doesn't move my needle a ton, but I don't play in the, the AL central where, you know, 78 games might win the thing. So, you know, I, I see what they're doing. I see what they're, they're trying to do. They've got a, they've got a small window of time where old Pasquatch and Bob Witt jr. will be there together. And, you know, they got to make the best of it, and they feel like they probably made a pretty good move in, in the Raggins deal, and they feel like they've kind of got an ace, and they've got some uh, veteran guys behind him to throw. I mean, you know, you, they've got Walker now. They've also got uh, uh, Seth Lugo, and Jordan Lyles is still up there on a uh, one, year, one year left on his contract. So they've got guys that can – eat innings and, you know, keep them in ball games. And they've went out and they bolstered the, uh, an already pretty decent bullpen. And, you know, the, uh, I'm not excited about the Royals, but I'm not exactly thinking that they're just going to roll over and play dead this year in the uh, AL Central because there's wins to have there for them and that. And, and you know, they'll, they'll take advantage of it. And the Royals, I don't know. I don't know what to think about them as far as um, what they'll do just yet, but, Another another you know year of Bobby Witt and another getting older and another year of Pasquatino getting a little bit older and and wiser and you know I mean hopefully they'll continue having that Sasquatch walk out the door every time Pasquatino gets a hit and and the Royals will be a whole bunch of fun next year and yeah. maybe I'll put twenty dollars on them to win the AL Central and we'll you know go pick up another thousand dollars next year. <laughs> well, just let me know and uh, I'm I'm in on it. Um, and then a couple of other, I guess the Braves are still, we, I guess you call it wheeling and dealing. Well, they're, yeah, they're taking on a little contract, to get a player they like. And they took on Matt Carpenter and, uh, uh, to get Ray Kerr from the Padres. And I imagine they'll turn around and try and talk somebody into taking Matt Carpenter off their hands. And, um, someone will, someone will jump at the idea of having a 40 year old 188 hitter last several years under you know i mean because because there's still memories of like what he did in new york a couple of years ago before he got hurt and so someone will take that on yeah yeah someone will someone will figure out a, a way to give to give him a chance so uh i think but the braves uh, but the braves get a nice bullpen piece i was gonna say the braves have been kind of making some some pretty savvy moves to uh, add some depth and really bolster up their team. 
I, I, I like these kind of moves. Um, hint, hint, wink, wink. But um, any other? I don't think. Did we have anything else? Around? Oh yeah, we were going to talk about uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Ah. Uh, signing, re-signing with the uh, Reds. I mean the the Reds, the Diamondbacks on a uh, uh, three-year, forty-two million dollar option, or I mean million dollar contract. There's a, a club option for the fourth year. There's an opt-out after the year two. So, kind of hits all the bases for Lourdes Gurriel, who's going to be thirty-one next year. So you're talking thirty-one, thirty-two year seasons. Might be able to hit free agency and get a better contract in two years. So if that's the case, if not, he's got another, what, close to $14 million coming from um, uh, Arizona. And they've got an option for another year of it if they want after that. And, you know, it might be 35 before he hits the market again then. So, but Guriel, he, he thrived in Arizona this year. He was sent over there whenever they traded Remember last year in kind of a funny moment uh, whenever it dropped that Dalton Varsho was getting traded to Toronto, Lourdes Gurriel was like, I don't care who we have to move. That's a great. And then he was the piece that got moved. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he's he's over there in uh, um, Arizona, had a good year there enough to um, keep Arizona interested and in having him around. And, you know, I'm in – He's not a bad player, and he, he's a guy that uh, helped them a lot this past season. And uh, I think that uh, bolstering their lineup a little bit is going to help him as well in the long run. And, um, well, I, I I think it's a nice little deal. I think it was a good price. I mean, I feel like they got a good price on a guy that's pretty versatile and brings a lot to the team. So, uh, No, so- not, not bad at all. I think that that's exactly what uh, Arizona's looking to do this offseason, and they've made some good deals. I think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to make them better, and it's going to help them in that rotation where where they fell off considerably after uh, um, uh, Merrill and Gallon. Um, Eduardo's not quite the fall off that, that our boy PFAT is, but mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Fott, he's going to be better this year as well. Um, so the the Diamondbacks are making some moves to put themselves in a position to, if nothing else, you know, put themselves in a position to compete with the Dodgers and, and you know, probably not win 115 games like the Dodgers are planning on doing. But you know what? When you get them three or five, anything can happen. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a joke. That's legit. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there was nobody that thought Arizona was going to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, and they went in there and they handled them up real nice. Well, yeah, I mean, they caught the Dodgers on that extended break, you know. Yep. <laughs> they caught them on that five-day break. That, that, that You know how that is? I mean, that's going to be the killer of all baseball. No one's going to be able to put together a win streak after a five-day layoff. Well, and, and also, like, the, the who knew that, like, you know – they did a they did a you know a case study on this and they found that like five days is like the is it to you know to start the playoffs is like the absolute worst uh, amount of time that a top contending team can have for a bye week. That's what I heard, and that's why all this is going on. So they're gonna have to change something so these top teams can win these first round playoffs. Every, yeah, because I mean, like. I don't know. The Astros didn't seem to have any problems with it at all. 
Well, Rangers had five days in between Baltimore and Houston. Came out and won two road games. You know, I, I, I can't. I there's nothing. Houston only had what three days off, so <laughs> they should have been primed to just whip the Rangers. Well, is there anything else by that theory? By that theory, that's all I'm saying. Is, is there anything else we had around the league? Um. I you know there's there's some moves being made but nothing really going on that really uh just moves my my needle uh I saw Trevor got got a major league deal with the A's um but yeah not a ton um uh, lots of guys lots of interest in Yamamoto Yamamoto's meeting with the Mets he's meeting with the Yankees he's meeting with the Dodgers he's meeting with the Giants and whoever else he's meeting with, but no decisions being made just yet. Um, you see that, uh, you know, there's interest in guys and, uh, you know, Hey, I imagine the Rangers got interest in a lot of guys, but we're not, you know, seeing a ton get done just yet, but uh, who knows? We're just waiting for pieces to fall for the domino effect to happen. Absolutely. Well, Hey, speaking of a domino effect, uh, the domino seems like it's finally, fallen and we're going to see brick savage take on big demo yeah that's a I man without question the biggest match in matt war pro history and our in our one plus year now of, of of matches and you know and we've had big giant cage matches and we've had all kinds of big matches but but this one there's the the animosity is run over and the uh the tensions are as high as they've ever been and you know, I don't know if Damo still knows what's going on, mm. but he's going to have to be ready for, for what's going to happen. And uh, I think he will be. And, and you know, it's it's a weird dynamic training both of these guys to fight each other. It's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting conundrum I'm in as a uh, as a trainer. But I want to help both guys as much as I can but I'm not going to give away any secrets from one side to the other to give anyone a unfair advantage because you know, if you, you know, being a, a trainer and not just a trainer, but a wrestling trainer that I love both of these guys. And, and I'm, uh, I'm a little bit uh, uneasy about the whole thing, but they're two grown men and I gotta, I gotta put my feelings on it to the side and they've got to do what they got to do. But uh, I'm, I'm not, Looking forward to it from a uh, uh, from a trainer perspective, but I'm definitely looking forward to it from a fan perspective. And uh, Friday, January 26th, at the Southside Ball Preservation Hall, it's going to be a big time, and you guys got to get out here for this one. Um, I also have, have been informed that that Franco D'Angelo has dropped out of the Trinity River Heritage Title Match. So we'll have to see what happens there. But, uh, you know, maybe the old man will sneak his head right in that door and and uh, take a bite out of Brent McKenzie and win that heritage title himself. Hey, I, I wouldn't never, complain. Uh, you just never know what will happen. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain to see that. I, I mean, I think you'd be a great uh, addition to that thing. So. Well, and a, it's a joke that only Kevin will get. It would be a fine time for him to finally have to carry me around. <laughs> um, but but I digress from that. But Friday, January 26th, Matt War Pro is back at the Southside Preservation Hall. It's going to be a big time. Um, 
looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what happens. You know, our guys at Big Dogs are going to be out there. Our guys at Kelly's Onion Burgers are going to be out there. Starry's Ice Cream is going to be there. And, you know, it's going to be inside this time. So you might want to have enough money for two ice creams. Oh, yeah. Because that's the way it goes. You might need a second one because strawberries and cream might not be enough. You might also need some banana pudding or you might need some Snickers or whatever else she's got that day. But yeah, Baron ate, ate like the whole thing last time. So yeah, yeah. See, you gotta have money for two. Yeah, I definitely, definitely am gonna have to have money for two. Well, but come on out and join us. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hell of a fun time, and I can't wait for it. No, I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. So let's, let's talk about some really good. Well, do, let's first talk about Shinshu, Shin, Shinshu, Shinshu. Shinshu. Let's, let's, let's first. I know, I know that he has been a, uh, um, it, it, I know Kevin has talked about this in the past, but me and Kevin, we used to have, uh, you know, text messages back in the day. And at one point, you know, it was still when Shinsu Chu was a, uh, I would say a valuable commodity for the Rangers organization. And, um, you know, Kev just never was a big fan. No. He just never was. You know, but one thing I'm going to say about Shinsu Chu was he was a good ball player that if he would have been around a team of other good ball players and not been hurt the whole season when they have a good team or down a whole season when they have a good team, uh, I think that he would have been a, a real good piece for the, the 2010, 2011 teams, just, just hitting. Mm-hmm. And getting on base and getting on base in front of Hamilton and and Kinsler and all of those guys and uh, but he wasn't on those teams. Uh, Shinsu Chu kind of was a guy that the Rangers signed because they needed to sign somebody for their organization. First year he was here was the 2014 or right after the 2014 season. So Bannister's first year, Chu came out and hit like 083 till June and uh, didn't make himself, you know, encompass himself too great with the organization. But some of those years, 18, 19, were really good years for Chu. And, uh, you know, uh, he's going to retire after this year in his uh, KBO season. And it was funny, Kevin, when we were talking about it before the show, Kevin's like, Shinsu Chu's like one of those old wrestlers that's like wrestling at impact for, <laughs> for you know, being in the KBO. But uh, I imagine he's still a competitive ball player out there. He wouldn't be doing it if he wasn't. I couldn't agree more. Um, now that we got that out of the way, um, I'm not. Well, God gonna, bless you, Shinsu Chu. Yeah, I'm not going to belabor. Um, not you want to spend five more minutes talking about Chu? Uh, I got, I got it in, the, I got it in the tank. He uh, holds the record for the Rangers all-time on base in a streak. Uh, almost made the major league record. No, I don't think awesome. that's even close. Awesome. Well, good for, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Um, man. Good for Shinsu. What a trip down memory lane. And what a what a what a trip it truly was. So let's jump into some um definitely more up-to-date Ranger news. The Rangers send or not send, but the Rangers have six six all selections, two first teamers, four second teamers. I that's, that's... How about this? This is the stat of the whole thing for me. The Rangers put two starting pitchers on Ooh. the all MLB team. Has that ever happened before? 
for the Rangers, I have for the Rangers. Have they ever had one? I, well, I, maybe one. I mean, they had some great pitchers here, Kevin Brown. I have uh, no idea, but maybe Kevin Millwood. Remember him? Uh, well, for the Rangers to have two, that's pretty cool. That's well. Pretty cool. Let's uh, let's start with the first teamers. Uh, the two first teamers are pretty uh, pretty self explanatory, wouldn't you say? No, I, I would say 100% they're self-explanatory. Um, Corey Both Seager, deserving? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I'll let you go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. Any surprise there, Kev? Um, not, not as a Ranger fan, no. But – Surprised that they didn't find a way to figure out how not to get these guys on the first team, um, given some of the the awards that we've seen uh, this year thus far as it relates to uh, manager of the year and uh, general manager of the year and all of that sort of thing. Um, that 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 part is probably that's why I was a little skeptical, but I'm happy to see it happen. And I think these guys are both deserving. And I think the Rangers now officially have the best uh, middle infield in Major League Baseball. And, and it's proven. Hey, real quick, do you think that uh, the Mookie Betts move to second base was mandated by the league to keep the Rangers from having the best second baseman in the league next year? Um, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, and it seems like that there is definitely a posturing made to make sure that the Dodgers – um, have every single advantage humanly possible. Uh, Did you see that they might use uh, Otani in left field next year? Yeah, that's a head scratcher, isn't it? I mean, first of all, he can't throw. Um, and when he can throw, why would you want to risk that golden yeah, arm? Yeah. Seems weird, but it is weird. you know what? I mean, let the Dodgers do what the Dodgers do and decimate themselves from within. Yep, let them do the, let them do the thing. Um, so yeah, so I, I think Simeon Seeger, obvious ones, um, when you start getting into the, but let's talk about these starting pitchers, actually. I, th- I think that's the big news, don't you? I mean, yeah, I think so too. I think, uh, uh, not too surprised that both Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Eovaldi were selected to the second team. Um, I, I, I think with Eovaldi missing time, in the middle of the season and Montgomery having a, a little bit of a stretch with St. Louis that wasn't super great, that that might have maybe kept them from being first-round selections. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, I mean, you can look at what they did this year and and, and they deserve to be there. And, and you know, uh, with the last – before they really do these votings, you know, the last thing that people see is Eovaldi – matching zeros with first-teamer Zach Gallen and getting a win in the World Series and Montgomery doing what he did not only to the Astros but the, the Diamondbacks and the, and the Rays and just was, was terrific all postseason. So, you know, not surprising at all for these guys to be on that list. Yeah, I, in, in the fact that Eovaldi got it with, with missing a month uh, just tells you how vital, how important he was um, – to this team and, and really same thing with Jordan Montgomery, the fact that, you know, he's kind of an afterthought until he got here to the Rangers. And I don't mean that he wasn't respected as a player, but his work that was done with the Rangers, I think was what convinced the voters that he should be um, on that list. 
Well, and he really took it on his own in St. Louis to to go out there and be their best pitcher and put himself in a position to help them down the road by getting them Thomas to JC and Takea Roby back in a tra- in a trade. Yeah, heck of a couple of players to get. Uh, next guy I want to talk about <clears throat> on, a, on a rental. The guy uh, that I'd like to talk about is Jonah Heim. Um, some of his stats are pretty impressive. He was the leading catcher in throwing out base runners this year. He was also the leading catcher in getting out of the strike zone strike threes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a huge number. That, like, to me, it's so important to have a, a catcher that can really that really takes the time not only to be a, a good catcher, a good hitter, a value behind the plate, but being able to take advantage of knowing where you're getting calls from umpires and, and taking advantage of those. That's such a big thing for Heim. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really come into his own these last couple of years. You saw it in the beginning in the first half of the season in 2022, and he kind of, tapered off over the course of the season in 2022, but there was real talk of Jonah Heim being an all-star in 2022 after the, after his performance there, especially after Garver went down early in the year with that uh, um, uh, lap problem. And, uh, you know, so Heim, you saw him start to come into his own in 2022. And then after having a full season of doing it and that grind and, you know, it took its toll on his numbers in 2022, but in 2023 he came in much more prepared to catch a hundred and, 30 ball games or 120 ball games or however many he caught. I know he spent some time on the DL, but he was much more prepared to, for a full season of baseball this year. And you could see it and you could tell it and you could tell that the confidence that um, Boach had in him catching him every day down the stretch, every day throughout the playoffs, even with having a guy like Garver or Austin Hedges there that can, you know, manage games and, and, and with Garver be a productive piece in the lineup, but you could tell, you know, like, I mean, that Heim, he, he had earned that role and that Boshi and Maddox both trusted him so much and a great job by Bobby Wilson, Rangers catching instructor, just to make sure that, that both um, Heim and when we had to have him in there behind the plate, Garver did a really good job this year and a, and a big shout out to Bobby Wilson because he doesn't get mentioned nearly enough for the work that he does, but he does a great job with the Rangers catchers. And uh, you can see that by Heim being a second team selection on this thing. <clears throat> so the other thing, I, I still think there's a little, little controversy because if he was such a great defensive catcher and then the offensive numbers between him and Rushman were not, that drastic of a difference, uh, I definitely think there could have been a case made. But Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, you know how it is in the media. It's going to be as much a popularity contest. And I don't even know, for all I know, the uh, all these all selections could be fan voted on. If they were. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Rushman, the, he's the darling right now, and that's fine. And, you know, a couple of years ago it was Real Muto, and he's come back down to earth. And really he hasn't. He's the same catcher. He's just been – kind of passed over in the media by Rushman and, and Heim, you know, he's, he's getting his, what, you know, d- what he deserves based on uh, performance and the accolades that he got throughout the season this year with uh world series and, 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 and all that came with that, the gold glove and, and now uh second team, all major league baseball selection. So next guy um, that I want to talk about is uh, 
right fielder, uh, Adolis Garcia, probably, probably if, and, and again, this could be arguable, but probably the splash play player of the year. You know what I mean? Like the guy who had the most like splash plays with the throwouts at home, uh, you know, the, the home run robs on the, on right field, the, the big time dramatic home runs that he had at the plate, the clutch home runs that he had, the eight RBI, you know, three home run, two double game that he had probably just one of those guys that grabbed so much attention throughout the year because he just came up so big in big moments and just kind of had that, you know, kind of just had that, that highlight reel kind of season. And, uh, you know, he had to have a season like this. He had to have a season like that to make. Well, the Rangers, the Rangers needed a season like that from Garcia, and you know we've seen it since he came into the league in 2021 and won the Sporting News Rookie of the Year in 2021. Uh, You know, 30 home runs, 100 RBI potential, a guy that hits 245 but then hits 260 with runners in scoring position, um, a, a guy that, you know, I mean, uh, that he's steadily improved those numbers. And this year were, were definitely the best numbers that he's ever put up. He had the 40 plus home runs. He had the hundred RBIs. He became a, a more complete hitter. And yeah, there's still some chase in, in, in uh, Adolis Garcia, but we saw a patience this year that we had never seen before. He's improving every year as a ball player, and I know that he's going to be, what, I think 30 this year, maybe 31, but he's improved every year as a ball player, and I don't see any reason for him to continue, not to continue to improve at least for the next couple of years, maybe three or four, and we'll see where he goes, you know, as far as when free agency comes around. But as far as right now, you, you expect Garcia to continue his upward trend, and I believe that he's the type of guy that can continue to do that, and you know he's going to put the work in. You can tell he works hard. Uh, nobody in the league looks like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he puts the work in, and, and you can tell that, that he wants to be a big leaguer, and he loves the spotlight, and you saw that in the playoffs, that he loves the spotlight. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, when you think about him, you think about Jordan Montgomery, a couple of guys that really made their names this year, uh, and obviously Nate Eovaldi, uh, but a couple of guys that made their names this year um, in the playoffs. So um, that rounds out our six guys for the Rangers that made it to uh, the all-MLB team. And I don't know if we have any more Rangers news no, we're going to move on and talk about the shortstop position for a minute. Okay. Um, as we continue our around the diamond for the Texas Rangers here. And, uh, you know, one good thing about the shortstop or these around the diamonds is, is as we talk about them, we get into those minor league guys and then that tees you right up. Mm. Good. Down on the boy, down on the farm with the boys commercial. So we're going to, talk about shortstop and we know what we've got at the at the starting position and we know we just talked about him being first team all major league baseball so i can't imagine that uh, he wouldn't continue to be the rangers everyday shortstop next year they're paying him a lot of money to do that and uh he had probably his best season to date uh, a couple of injury problems so you've got to know that like 
There's Josh Smith behind him. There's also Ezekiel Duran, who plays a little bit of shortstop. And then we just talked about it, me and you did, when we did our Down on the Farm with the Boys show, and we talked about the prospects. We uh, talked about Jonathan Ornelas, who is a a minor league guy that uh, we saw him make his major league debut this year for the Rangers. We also uh, you know, know that he can play a lot of positions on the diamond, but shortstop is probably his uh, natural or best position. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's where you kind of go from there. And then we also know that, you know, down on the farm, they've got Cam Colley, who had a really nice season, had a really a pretty decent fall, Arizona Fall League. Um, there's Maximo Acosta that's down there. There's also uh, um, Daniel Cueva. And then the, 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 the centerpiece, right? The, the, mm-hmm. The big prospect at shortstop, Sebastian Walcott. Um, the Rangers are stacked at the shortstop position. I mean, we talked about it last year when uh, before the Rangers made international moves. Remember, it was Acosta, Cueva, and Acuna. Mm. And they and and on top of that, they had Thomas Sejaci, who was at that shortstop position a little bit as well. But they were able to move on from. Um, Acuna and uh, Sejaci this past uh, at the trade deadline, and they still continue to be really deep at the shortstop position. And I look forward to seeing um, everyday ball next year from Sebastian Walcott. Uh, I look forward to seeing Cueva uh, and Acosta at Hickory, and probably Cam Colley, maybe Cam Colley and Acosta at Frisco, and then, uh, you know, Jonathan Ornelas, Davis Wenzel, uh, those guys both play a little bit of shortstop at the uh, AAA level. So the Rangers, very deep in that uh, at that shortstop position, even after sending away a couple of their higher caliber prospects that play the position. Yeah, yeah, and let's not forget that the Rangers, the second-best shortstop on the Rangers team, uh, is playing over there at it's second base. So, you know, Rangers are about as loaded at shortstop as you could possibly be. And the reality of it is they are they are stacked deep at that middle infield position, which we absolutely as a as you know guys that cover the team love that because that means you got a ton of value in your system because those guys are worth uh worth gold because they can always move uh, somewhere else because of their, yeah. their talent. athleticism, ability, yep. arm. If yep. you're playing shortstop, that means you've got a cannon. Yep. And, uh, you know, cannons go well in the outfield as well. And, uh, you know, there yep. ain't no shame in playing the outfield in the big leagues like there is in, you know, when you're 12 years old. <laughs> well, um, let's, uh, let's uh, go ahead. While, you're, while you've mentioned so much of the depth in this farm system, let me tell you real quick about our exclusive content down the farm with the boys. Now this is where we cover all things Rangers minor league. And right now we have just, we will be dropping probably as you're listening to this or after before. that, yeah, it'll go up before, before you even hear this, it's going to be live and available for just $2 a month or $1.99 a month. And that's going to be the next 20, which is part of our top 40 prospect list that we've uh, dropped about every quarter, but this will be the last one of 2023. And those names are on there. We talk about it. Who's new, 
uh, to the list. Uh, where were these guys last year? If they were on the list last year, uh, kind of what, what, who are the movers and the shakers and, and some possibilities of whether they're going to end up uh, at the major league level this year or not. So uh, just a loaded episode down there on down on the farm. You can go to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. Or you can go to uh, our Spotify page and subscribe today. Make- yeah, thanks for everybody who listened last week. That was kind of cool having having a bigger number than uh, ever before on the down on the farm. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that continuing to rise. And if you want to know who these top 40 prospects are, man, most people will give you a top 30, but we extend on it. We uh, we want to add to that, you know, man. Oh, and, 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 oh, and there's the bonus five. Guys. Yeah, there's the bonus five, and I don't want to give them away, but there's oh. some fun guys on that list. Yeah, yes, yes. So some, guys, uh, some first round draft picks on that bonus five. That's yeah. how deep the Rangers organization is right now. Is that there are first round draft picks that don't qualify in that top forty? Yes. So, tis the season to be jolly. So, go on ahead and put that on your Christmas wish list. Tell your significant other, if you have one, or... And this is something your kids can get you as a present, and and they're they're out for only having to come up with two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. I could have came up with that when I was a kid, just looking through couches. That's right. So it's totally affordable. Make this your Christmas gift to yourself if you have to, uh, and go ahead and subscribe. Make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers uh, organization-wide. So... The excitement just kind of cranks up a notch when we uh, get to this portion of the show. We are, we are on our top fifteen moments of the year. We're at eight, huh? We're at eight. We're in the top ten. We're creeping closer to that top five. We're we're starting to get into the playoffs a little bit, um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be getting into the playoffs. Yeah this uh, this <laughs> is this is uh, this moment number eight is really about getting into the playoffs. Yeah. It's the night that the Rangers clinched a playoff spot in Seattle. The uh, Rangers were able to, if you, if I remember correctly, salvage one game of that four-game set in, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that night, the Rangers got to toast a little champagne, uh, enjoy the evening. It was uh, the, the day was september 30th the outcome was a six to one texas rangers win they beat up on louis castillo and uh uh, this is kind of i felt like this was kind of the moment when we knew josh spores was back like you you saw that that night that his his stuff was as good as it'd been all season and you're like, all right, kind of getting excited about things because Heaney pitches pretty well. And then Spores comes in for an inning and two-thirds, uh, one-hit baseball. And you're like, all right, man, Spores is going to be healthy into the uh, into the postseason. And uh, the Rangers shut that thing down, clinch a playoff spot. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, that, the rest is history, right? No, was this the yes? It was. Now, was this the infamous uh, "act like you've been there" celebration? This was the infamous "act like you" that the Rangers <laughs> lost the division because they partied too hard instead of the fact that Logan Gilbert was out there throwing eighty-nine mile an hour knuckleballs. 
<laughs> I remember it's just so funny because there's the moments when you look back on them, you know, it's like, like how ridiculous uh, do these teams look, these players or teams look when they, when they make these kind of statements. So I want to say it was the Astros. Well, and it's mostly media, you know, and, and, and Bregman as well, you know, talking about, oh, what would happen if the, if the Astros didn't win the division and, you know, the, the, Hey, the Astros won the division. They played well against the team that went to the world series mm-hmm. to, to get there. The Astros held their ground. They held serve this year. And as we get deeper again next year, I mean, the Rangers and, and Astros are going to be evenly matched ball clubs again this coming year. And, yep. uh, you know, we'll see what both teams do down the stretch. But, uh, you know, the Rangers, they might not have won the division, but they clinched that playoff spot for the first time since 2016. And it just started that effect of, hey, after we leave Seattle, we got to get on a plane and go all the way across Tampa Bay. And they just became road warriors. Yeah, and remember the whole statement, you know, where there where they, I want to say there was like the speech on the plane or something like that happened where, you know, they had to fly over Arlington to get to Tampa kind of mm-hmm. and it just, you know, it just kind of became what this team was all about and that was the heart. We've said it. We said it. I'm not joking, probably a 100 times, not not exaggerating, like a 100 times that this team at heart that they, anytime something happened that they got down, they always fought back from it. Even when it was just like as simple as, you know, they lost a couple of games or they lost a series that they shouldn't have lost or something like that. It almost seemed like they, they had had that special thing about them to answer back, to come back and, and refute uh, that and show that they were better than that. So uh, yep. this was a great example of that, I, I really feel like. Agree, yeah, and and this this was an example of a battle tested team doing what they had to do to get where they wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, I don't think we got anything else tonight, or today. no, and we'll just continue, you know, uh, to today to monitor what's going on with the Texas Rangers, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode, and hopefully, we'll have some. Rangers related stuff. Otherwise we'll get back into talking about the needs of the Rangers and we'll uh, talk about Josh Young in the third base position and, and, uh, and and we'll go from there and we'll have another moment in Texas Rangers uh, 2023 season. I'm so pumped about it. Uh, Thank you everybody. for seven. What's that? Number seven, number seven coming up. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at TXRangersWTV. Don't forget to check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Where you can subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things Rangers, minor league, uh, in the minor league. And don't forget, um, we also appreciate you for subscribing to us on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.